0: nation. It's your girl, Lauren. I am driving around the United States from Indianapolis to Columbus. This is one of the shortest rides of my trip. Woo-hoo! Only like three and a half hours. So that's really exciting. About the words pod nation for a second, I thought, does this sound elitist? I'm only talking to America, like the United States of America. And the answer is no, because we are all one nation under pod that's right. So it makes sense. Our global community can be called Pod Nation. So it's been a while since I've recorded. Every time I say I'm going to record every day, I never do. So just don't be surprised by that anymore. Um, I, Since the last time we spoke, I went to Bend, Oregon. I camped outside of Crater Lake National Park. Then I went to Pocatello, Idaho. And then Laramie or Laramie, Wyoming and then right outside Nebraska in Council Bluffs, Idaho. And then last night I was right outside Indianapolis and now I'm headed to Columbus. I'm leaving Columbus on Thursday to go back to DC where I'll be for a week and a half. So this journey is almost coming to an end, which is pretty sad, but I can't believe that I've made it this far without really crying or having a nervous breakdown. It also happens to be the time where we had to launch our registration site for the conference that I managed. So on top of all of this driving and camping and traveling and trying to absorb all the experiences, I also had to build a website and I made this like award ceremony video for my whole staff. So it's been a really jam packed few weeks, which is my excuse for not recording an episode. Oregon was amazing. I, as you guys might recall, I actually stayed with my friend, who is my ex-boyfriend, but nothing happened. We're just friends. And it's, it was really cool, though. Everyone's always like, it's amazing when you see someone for the first time in years and, and everything is just as it was. Like, nothing's ever changed. That is cool, but I think it's, like, exceptionally cool when you can do that with an ex-boyfriend. Like, I don't know about a lot of couples who like still visit each other after they've been broken up. But we transitioned into the friend zone pretty well, so I'm proud of us for that. A few things that are different about us is his hair is now almost as long as mine. When we were dating, he did not have that long hair. I have found that, I mean, it looks really good. Like some guys can pull it off and he's one of them, but I've noticed that I actually don't like when hair is like touching me that's not my own. So I feel bad for guys kind of when they have to like cuddle me or I don't know, but maybe the hair is annoying. Maybe my long flowing beautiful hair is actually a little bit of a nuisance. I don't know, it still looks good though. So that was a new experience. But so I got to Bend and we both are professionals now, so we had to spend a lot of time doing work. But we still ate dinner together every night. We went on a hike, um, and some mountain and bend. I'm sorry, it was it was a nice like th- like five mile hike round trip. It was actually one that we had snowshoed a long time ago. And then we went to Crater National Park, Crater Lake National Park, and we camped outside under the beautiful stars and i found out that in oregon there's actually the darkest place in the entire world where you can see the most stars that's what he said at least he's been known to lie to me about things before that i've then like told people as if they were truth so that could not be true but the sky was definitely dark and i saw more stars than i've ever seen in my life and it was just amazing to look up at the trees and see like the shadows of the trees on the starlit sky as we like camped in his truck it was freezing cold It was just magical. Crater Lake was awesome. Then we went to some hot springs. We like hiked through this this forest and actually walked on a fallen tree that was like four feet wide. Not really, probably like three feet wide. It looked like burn gully until we found like a bed of hot springs. And then we just laid in the hot springs and relaxed. Some parts were really hot, some were just like lukewarm. It was just amazing. Then he bought me some vegan pizza and I successfully ate it every single night that I was in Pocatello, Idaho Idaho. So I saved money there. All in all amazing trip. I hope that we stay friends forever. I would recommend going to Bend. I realized that I think I want to do these trips more than once a year but maybe stay longer at each place. It's fun to stay in a city or state for a long enough pretend like you actually live there and to get to know like the area a little more some of the places i was only in for like one or two nights so i couldn't really absorb everything i was basically just trying to go through cities to like tick off national parks so pro tip for the future self lauren go ahead and stay a little longer so after bend i headed to pocatilla i don't know if i'm saying that right idaho which is a strange little town i was the first person to stay in this Airbnb five out of five would recommend it was one of two houses that were on this highway so that was a little strange um and I don't know I kind of because I had to park in an alley I kind of thought that I might get murdered and the bathroom was on the bottom floor and I the two bedrooms were on the top floor so every time I had to go pee in the middle of the night I carried my knife downstairs so I might just be a paranoid girl but I don't know that's the one one of the bad things about traveling alone as a female is is that I think we're like we have a more heightened sense of awareness that we could be murdered at any moment and sometimes I feel like I'm just prey and that someone's gonna murder me but like another thing that this trip has taught me is that I think I'll probably do some self-defense classes after this pretty much every political sign that I saw in Idaho was a Trump sign and as I've driven from Idaho these 26 hours over the weekend, I've just seen more and more and more Trump signs. And it makes me wonder, what is Biden? what are the Biden fans doing? I think for one, the populations that I'm passing through are predominantly conservative, but also I'm wondering if Biden folks honestly think that the best way to attract potential voters is through the internet or through other means rather than like yard signs, farm signs. On my way from Indiana to Ohio, I've seen seven billboards that say something about Trump. They're like Trump 2020 make America great again or like keep America great or like Trump 2020 support our police. I saw four of those. So first of all, how much does it cost to get a billboard? Second, are billboards even effective? Like What target audience is gonna pass one of these billboards and be like, now I get it? Like, I wasn't gonna vote this way, but now that I've seen this large text, I am in. I mean, I know some signs, like for your yard, are just showing your support, but if you're gonna buy a billboard, you're doing it to, to like sway voters. So I just don't really understand. If anyone has any insight or feedback on that, feel free to let me know. So, uh, the election's coming up in a week and a half. I'll be in DC for that. Woohoo! I hope. I hope I'm gonna go into the streets and pop some champagne and sing and be happy and wear my Biden Harris sweatshirt. Alright, I'm not making it political. I'm not making it political. But regardless, it's probably gonna be like a contested election, so we'll see. Anyways, Pocatello, Idaho, went on a good hike. It was nice to have my own kitchen. I ended up downloading Hulu live, so I could watch The Bachelorette. This podcast is all over the place. It was a fun experience. Would recommend being the first person to ever stay in someone's Airbnb if you could ever find that online because they give you a lot of attention and they try to hook you up with like a lot of sweet treats, some perks, an entire case of water. This guy sent me all these recommendations for things to do in the area. So definitely try to be the first person to use an Airbnb if it looks legit. Also, Big sport in Pocatello, Idaho is frisbee golf. Not a big fan of frisbees or golf, so I did not partake, but it looked like people were having fun. Just a heads up if that's what you're into. On the way from Pocatello to Laramie, Wyoming, and apologies if I'm butchering these names. Oh, okay, I gotta take a pause really quick. I forgot to tell you that when I was in Bend, my foot started hurting really bad, my toe where my toe ring is, and it started swelling, and I continued to hike on it day after day, and I noticed that it was swelling more and more. My toe ring started to get a little tight, so I decided I needed to take off my toe ring because my toe was swelling abnormally, and Bird and I tried, oops, whatever, you guys already know his name. We tried all these different tactics to try to get the toe ring off. We tried using coconut oil, putting Windex on it, trying some soap, wrapping it in dental floss, the tip of my toe in dental floss, and trying to weave the ring off. Nothing helped. It just got more painful and it just got more swollen. And I spent the entire night just reaching down and feeling my toe, making sure I could still move the ring as it was digging into my skin. And I honestly didn't sleep the entire night. When I woke up, I went into Bird's, or w- when the sun rose, I went into Bird's room, and I was like, I need to go to the emergency room. I have to get this thing cut off. And he's like, no, let me do it with pliers. And I'm like, no, and I like started crying, and I was like, I okay, you're gonna accidentally cut me, blah, 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 it was really tr- like traumatizing. And I took matters into my own hands, I used the pliers, and I cut my toe ring off. It was sad, because I liked that toe ring, but honestly, It was hurting so bad and I was very, very scared. So the toe, the toe is getting better. But the strange thing is, is that my, my second toe on my other foot started swelling. And I have no idea why. So obviously I did my Googling. I think I might have stress fractures in my feet because I hiked so much on this trip and my body wasn't used to it. And I ignored all pain saying this is just like what hikers must feel. But I would go days where I would hike seven miles and then six miles like Uphill and downhill, and then the next day do a flat ten miles. So I think I might have just overextended my body. I hope that's what it is, and that I'm just not like swelling up in all of these different places, because that could mean a number of things, according to WebMD. So, just wanted to to let you know that. Back to Laramie, Wyoming. So I was on my way to Laramie, Wyoming. I didn't end up getting to my Airbnb until pretty late because I stopped at Lava Hot Springs to do a hike. Lava Hot Springs is an interesting town in Idaho. The hot springs were closed but I did do like a three and a half mile hike that was rated moderate but was definitely hard. But um, so by the time I got to Laramie, I'm sorry again if I'm butchering that, it was pitch black outside and I was going to stay in an apartment that was pretty cheap. I couldn't find the apartment. I called the Airbnb person and she kind of guided me to where it was. It was the scariest thing I have ever attempted to stay in. There was not a hallway to get to the unit. It was just like an outdoor hallway. It was a weird like confined space that you have to enter where there are no lights, and then you pick, like you have to just choose one of two doors. This sounds like a haunted house or a movie, but that's what it felt like. The key was just nonchalantly tossed under the mat, so it wasn't even in a lock box or with a code, so that's dangerous. The door handle was a bedroom door handle, and the door was essentially made like of a sheet of cardboard. So I, I mean, that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but someone could easily just come and rip the door handle right off. It was like a bedroom door. So I got really scared and I ended up buying a hotel room at like a local hotel. So definitely spent a little bit that night, but just, if you ever have a bad feeling about something, ladies and gentlemen and others, just trust your gut and get out of there. Cause I wouldn't have been able to sleep that whole night. And I honestly, there was just something not right about that place. So I'm glad that I have the ability to put that on my credit card and get a hotel. Um, yes, moving on from there, I just got up really early the next morning, drove straight to Council Bluffs, Council Bluffs, Iowa, where I went over the border to Nebraska, ate with a good friend. The Next day, got up early, drove straight to right outside, right outside Indianapolis to stay with my friend's aunt. And she was really cool. I got to sleep down in her basement. So I felt safe, worked all day, and now I'm headed to Columbus. I think that this was a nice recap of the trip. When I get back to DC, I'm going to have some stuff to take care of, like moving and getting my life in order, but I'm going to start going back to the original shows where we interview people to find out what they're doing to benefit the world. So we'll get back into the swing of things and y'all won't have to hear about this glory vacation anymore. I hope that you enjoy this episode. Please vote if you haven't. This is your American right, a North American, United States of America privilege that's been given to you um, thanks to our forefathers and mothers. Lots of messed up stuff in our history, but this is our chance to change the course of history and really, either way, we got to you gotta vote. I'm really trying to not get political because I want to have some sponsors. Okay everyone, please vote. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you don't like this episode, tweet me about it. Just contact me in any way. Thanks so much. Have a wonderful day or night. Bye.